Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends. I'm Donna. I'm Paula, and today we have Sarah J. Nelson. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Hi. Fantastic. So, tell all our listeners and watchers and people, who is Sarah J. Nelson? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I guess it depends on the day or the hour sometimes. I wear a lot of different hats. Um, My early life, I was Sarah Jane Nelson, the actress. Um, I was in New York City and I did Broadway shows. I toured Europe. I toured the U.S. And I did, you know, mostly rock musicals and blues, country, jazz. Um, But then I made a big shift and became a mom. And then I became... Sarah Jane Nelson, the mom. And that was just a huge focus for me. I even turned down uh, performing opportunities. I just really wanted to be there. And, um, and then I became, um, I moved to Nashville and became a real estate agent. And I do that to earn a living. I'm a single mom now. And, um, and I actually love my work doing that. I moved super cool people here from California, mostly. (laughs) That's my (laughs) main job. Um, And then um, I'm a songwriter. And so like, I've always been writing songs and poetry. But when I moved to Nashville, and I became a single mom, I had this huge moment where I shifted in my life. I mean, I'd been 12 years, I was a wife and a mom. And I just loved that role, those roles so much. And then suddenly I, it was different because I shared my kids and I had time away from them, which I had literally never had ever when I was, you know, before I was just, they were always with me. And um, so with that space that I had, I really focused on songwriting. And so, um, yeah, so that, that's really me nowadays is I'm real estate and songwriting and my music is my greatest passion. And um, I just, I love what I do. My, my real estate, when people say they like my music and they're working with me as a realtor, I'm like, keep sending me clients because every client I make a new music video. (laughs) (laughs) They're expensive. So like, I love it, that. Fun, it funds me. Well, it puts food on my table too, which is also important. <laughs> That's a great incentive for people. I love it. <laughs> okay, so if we were looking for a place to buy, we'll come see you first. And then... Uh... Yeah. yeah. You'll be first on our list. Just move to Nashville. Everybody's doing it. It's like... <laughs> it's the new trend. Move to Nashville. It's, it's a little yeah. colder there than here, though. I'm in Florida, so it's a little warm right now. It's like, uh, you know, 60-ish this week, so... Uh, well, that's nice. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But, you know, just come for a visit then. I'll, I'll give you... You can stay at an Airbnb and just visit. Okay. See? Okay. <laughs> that's a great idea. We'll go honky-tonking. <laughs> sounds like fun that sounds like fun that sounds like fun seriously <laughs> uh, so um we were listening to some of your music earlier and uh, in particular i was listening to i'm not broken do you want to tell us a little bit about that song and kind of uh, where that came about 
Sure. So, um, well, picking up from my story, I found myself in a real transitional moment and, uh, you know, wasn't really sure who I was uh, because I had spent, you know, the, the previous eight years had been just so focused on being a mom that suddenly when my kids weren't with me half the time, I just had an identity crisis because I just, I was like, who am I? I don't know. And so songwriting just kind of swooped in, in that moment. Cause I was in Nashville and I went to like a, I went to like a, a conference, like a songwriter conference. I saw an ad on Facebook one day and I wasn't going to have the kids that weekend. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go do something, you know, I got to get out of this house. And so I did. And I met people and I met incredible co-writers in this town. I mean, the music community is just so fertile and it's they're kind and generous and open it's not snotty and exclusive like even the top songwriters of your favorite hits you ever heard if you meet them they're just like they like open their hearts and talk with you and want to mentor and give advice like it's just so generous and so I just instantly felt welcome in that world and I met a co-writer uh named Kenny Foster and we sat down and I told him my story and I told him my idea for the song. And we just, in one sitting, we wrote, I'm not broken. And uh, at the time it was so important that I did that as a co-write because I was in such a raw, painful place in that moment that I was really, I was saying it almost like an affirmation, a mantra. I don't even know that I believed it at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's how those things work is you just keep that positive energy coming out. And eventually like now, many years later, I look back and I'm not broken. I'm not done. And you know, the cracks just let the light come in. Like I really do see how the challenges that I went through, which were really tough, like have, have been a weirdly beautiful gift in my life. And so that song, but there are some days when I do need that song, you know, and because I do feel broken some days, there's hard things that come about. And so like releasing that song last year, um, it's just been really moving because I get emails from people and um, I do like a five song storyteller series. I don't know if you guys are on that, but it says sarahjnelson.com. It's like you sign up for my email list and then you get like five days with the song download and the story behind the song. And so when I send them, I'm not broken. They reply with like their life story. And they're like, oh my gosh, I needed to hear that song today. I don't ever click on Facebook ads. You know, I just clicked on it and I just like that hit me. And I'm, and then they tell me about their divorce or their loss or whatever it is. And like, I'm crying reading it because yeah. to think that I wrote something and put something out into the world, a piece of art that is going to, hopefully long after I'm not even on this planet, maybe people will hear that song and it will do something positive for their, their day or maybe their life. I don't know. And it it's really means a lot to me. It makes me want to keep going and know that I have, I have something to say and I have, you know, something to share and sharing the dark, challenging, scary skeletons, you know, down in the basement, um, <laughs> That's where the good stuff is, you know, it's the vulnerability. And so like, 
I mean, if you listen to my whole record, I'm not broken. Like it is so vulnerable. And, um, and I definitely was so proud and I was nervous when I released it. Cause I was like, I feel like I'm releasing my diary, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it's had a positive impact. And so I know it was a good thing to do. You can really hear the vulnerability within the song. You feel that emotion. I must admit when, um, Donna played it earlier I could feel myself weighing up thinking you know what I mean so yeah it's it's absolutely amazing if you can do that with your words then you know you're, you're, you know you've uh, you've succeeded that's for sure so thank you I it, it took a lot of tears like I I went for a long time unable to sing it without just blubbering into a mess like mm. just even singing it without crying hard what mm. it took me some time to get yeah. to that place so but I'm there I can sing it and it's I'm okay but in the music video I was actually I went there did you guys watch the music video yes I did that yeah was- I, I just like I just like went there I was like I'm just going there you know and and it felt good <laughs> it feels good to be emotional and just be vulnerable and and um, I, I feel like when I was first starting to do music and write songs, I kind of think I was thinking about like, well, what is it that I want to be and who do I, mm. who do I want to be like, and what kind of music do I want to do? And I was trying to be something that I thought I was supposed to be, you know, it was like, I want to be Martina McBride. I want to be. And then I got to this place through a really huge challenge in my life that I went through where I was like, I didn't even write the record to release. Like I wrote those songs cause I just had to write them. Yeah. And yeah. now I'll never write another song from another place. Like that's like from that real place is to me like that, the music that I adore is music. That's just, that's just genuine. And um, so I'm just always kind of checking myself. Like if I go cliche or, um, I just always try to go a little deeper and a little more, a little more real, a little more vulnerable. And so like this next record, I'm just, I'm really excited about it because I went a little deeper. That's good. I mean, that's where country music comes from, isn't it? I mean, country music is, is raw, emotional music, people telling their stories and, you know, and uh, the deeper you go, the more you're going to affect people and the more, you know, people are going to feel your pain and be able to relate to, you know, everything you've been through. So, And like all my favorite country music is, uh, that's why I love country. I was raised on country, uh, traditional country, bluegrass, blues, folk, all music that um, like, like a lot of the favorite songs when I was a kid that my mom would sing to me somebody died in almost all of them. Like they were (laughs) intense, you know, like old Shep, um, Code of Many Colors. Remember me and Little Andy, that Dolly Parton song, me and Little Andy? Yes. Oh, is that a sad song Mm -hmm. or what? I, (laughs) oh, I loved that song. Like where have all the flowers gone? Old Shep, um, you know, like all these songs that, and then there's this, the more modern songs that you, I know it's a good song. When I first hear it, if I burst into tears and um, live like you were dying. Do you remember the first time you heard that song? Oh yeah. Um, Even Jesus take the wheel. Like that was just such a powerful piece of songwriting. Um, 
there's so many that I, Oh, the house that built me. I mean, you know, like those songs, they, they hit you in such a deep place and it's not your story. Somebody else wrote it, but it's like the human story is captured in it. And so that's my end goal. I just absolutely, I love writing songs. Can you tell? <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> you can feel that, you know. The, the I get so excited. The excitement. Perfect. I don't okay. do puzzles. I don't do like crosswords or Sudoku. I don't play any games. I don't do any games. I, I really like for me, like my puzzle is, writing songs like I get the inspiration and I sing the uh I sing the idea usually melody and and lyric comes together at the same time for me and so I sing it into my phone sometimes I'm driving to home from dropping the kids or whatever I sing it into my phone and then once that inspiration moment is gone it's time to get the hard work going and you really you know there's just so much that goes into songwriting and it's so fun and hard and awesome i love it okay so let me ask you a question on days where you don't have that like inspiration where you're seeing something in your phone or whatever do you take the time to do like object writing or things like that just to make yourself feel like you're still doing something within your basis that you want to do but kind of just making sure to keep yourself current so to speak You know, I love doing that. I've done some songwriting workshops and I love doing those, but I will say like, I've got a pretty constant flow of song ideas. Like if I don't have an idea at the exact moment, I can go into my phone and go into the recordings. And it's like, it's like a treasure trove, a vault (laughs) of like, and some of them are not really treasures. Some of them I'm like, what was that? You know, but (laughs) It's, it's but, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like in the moment I was probably like, oh, genius. And then like, I hear it later and I, but every once in a while I'll hear a little recording. And for one thing, I won't even recall even singing it or having that idea. Mm-hmm. And it fascinates me. Cause I'm like, where do these things come from? Like, they just hit me like a ton of bricks. Sometimes I'm in the shower, I jump out and I sing it into my phone and it's fascinating to me. I'm like, like, I don't remember that. I don't know when I did that. And I love it. Like who thought of that? Like, but that's me, you know, like it's, it's a neat thing. And I may have done it in the middle of the night and not remembered it, you know, but I always think of that story. Um, when they wrote, let it be, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. It's like a real guiding light song to me. Um, he woke up and had that song that melody was in his head and he got up and he plunked it onto the piano and um then he said that it took a lot longer to get the lyrics Hmm. but you know I always think about like what if he had just been kind of lazy and gone back to sleep and the world Hmm. did not have the song let it be you know like those are little magical things that happen and you got to get them out and it's pretty fun. It's pretty neat. It's amazing. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So the, the new record coming out that you're okay. So tell us a little bit about that now. When do you, okay. It's called Shelby park and it's, um, it's really kind of a continuation of I'm not broken because like I said, I'm writing 
very vulnerably and personally. And so it's, it's from me and um, it's really a record about taking that next step and moving forward and creating the life that you want. Um, it's got a lot of hope, but it has a lot of pain. Um, it has a song that I want to release in April. That's about sexual assault and it's called smile pretty. And I really love this song. It's really, it's an intense song. And I think it's going to be something that like every time I play it for somebody, they sort of just open up and start telling me their story. Mm. And I wish that there weren't so many people who had a story. Mm. I really wish that most women I know didn't have a story of some sort. Yeah. But most of them do. And so I, my hope with that song is it's not political. It's, it's just a story. And it, um, I hope that it encourages conversation that yeah. it encourages yeah. people to talk about yeah. this issue. So that's one that's really intense, but at the same time, there's, there's like a sweet song. Shelby Park is about a first date and just that hopefulness of hoping that you might, you know, like it says, I thought I ran out of chances, but the way my heartbeat dances when you hold my hand, I never want it to end. So just that hopefulness, like you don't know what it's going to be because you can't guarantee anything. I've learned that in life, you know, but like that hopefulness in the moment. And, um, and so, yeah, that, that's a really special song for me. It was a very special first date. <laughs> and um, so, I, you know, there's definitely positive. There's a song called Mama Loves You that's just like kind of a love letter to my kids. And I want to release it in May um, for Mother's Day. And it's, you know, I hope that it just becomes a song that people can share. And I just, I love to connect people. I love to inspire and motivate people and create community amongst people yeah, yeah. and so all the songs um cr they do that i i think and um there's one called space that is about uh that it's a phenomenon that i've thought of for a long time i had the thoughts of this song for years and i never knew exactly how to articulate it but um, it's about, I thought, I would think when I had a breakup that the breakup, the reason it's hard is because there are spaces around you. Like there's a space in the closet. There's a space in the fridge where the person's stuff used to be. There's a space on my finger where a ring used to be. Um, and there's a space at the dinner table. And so I created this song with Kenny Foster, who I wrote, I'm not broken with. And, um, I love it so much. It's, it's called space and it's not about like outer space. It sounds like it, but it's not. <laughs> I know um, people are like, what's the song you're going to do? I'm like space. And then they think it's going to be about like outer space, <laughs> but it's, you know, the, the record's very personal and I'm just, the most exciting thing for me is I really feel like I've just continued to grow not only as a songwriter, but just as a human being. And so I can see that in these songs. And um, so I think that people that like, I'm not broken, they're really going to like um, Shelby Park. Um, and I just did the pictures for it and it's getting mixed and, oh, my cat's saying hi. Do cats get to be? Hi. 
<laughs> my cat says hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we have to go she, do you see how she loves it? She doesn't even want me to let her down hardly. Yeah, she, she loves she bombs my live shows so much. She is like, <laughs> if I was singing, she'd be like bombing. She loves it. What is her name? Well, her name is Ruby, but I, I call her Kitty Wells because I love Kitty Wells, the country singer. Mm-hmm. And how cute is that as a name for a cat, oh, Kitty Wells. Really but my kids, my kids call, we call her Ruby, but I call her Kitty Wells. And they say I'm cheating because I just say Kitty. And then she comes because most cats do. But um, <laughs> so her name's Kitty Wells, if you ask me. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So when is Shelby Park? You know, have you got a release date for it yet? Or well, I'm gonna. I want to start releasing singles in April, and I'm actually gonna release singles April, May, June, July, August, September, and probably release it in October. Yeah. Um, but if anybody wants to do the pre-sale at sarahjanenelson.com in my shop. As soon as the record is done, I'll be sending that out to everybody who's done the pre-sale. So that's really like the way to get it very quick. And I'm just, I can't wait for it to be done. I'm so excited. And so I'm, um, I'm just, I kind of feel like at this moment, like an expectant mother who's been pregnant for too long and it's time to birth the baby. (laughs) And it's, it's that feeling of like um, anticipation and nervousness and everything else. Cause it really is like every song is kind of like a little child in a way it's, it's yeah. and it takes on a life of its own. Once you release it, it just goes out into the world and does hopefully good things in the world. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm like nine months pregnant with this record. <laughs> I'm ready. You, you, your your excitement and enthusiasm is so infectious. It, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so it, you know, it's so good to see someone who really enjoys their work and is so excited for the, you know, the world to hear what's coming next. So okay. I cannot wait. Like I, can, <laughs> I'm just so excited. I can't wait to hear it. I mean, I'm still kind of you know, I'm waiting for the final everything mixed and stuff and. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's so fun when I like, I mean, I, have, I, do, I do everything myself. So I do my web design, my graphic design, my email list, my marketing, all my social media. I'm just a very DIY independent artist. Yeah. And um, so I designed the CD cover and stuff. And, um, and then when the, when they come in the mail, oh my gosh. Like, you think I'm excited now? Like, wait, I get like Christmas so time. Yes. Yes. You want to know when they come in the mail, just so we can do like a little live video as you open it, yeah. or you know? I do. Oh yeah. I send it out to my email list um, because it gets, it's like this feeling. Where's my other one? Have you seen my current record? I don't even have one in front of me. But when I opened my last CD, it's also very scary because I'm not a professional graphic designer, but I think I do a pretty decent job with it. But, you know, like it's scary because I'm like, what if I totally screwed up and I did something wrong? You know, so I'm like, I'm like carefully reading. Okay, it looks pretty good. It turned out good. But um, so I'm getting ready to do the next one. I did the photo shoot for it. Oh, I see a cat tail. Yep. See. And here's the cat. Here's the cat. Here's the cat. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie today. What's your cat's name? Tigger. Oh, Tigger. The name is simply easy that she bounced all over the place. So, yeah. Oh, 
to your matches. That's so fun. Yeah, I love my kitty. And Vicky is my other kitty, and I, I'm surprised she's not bombing, but they they always try to bomb when I play music. They're like groupies of my music, <laughs> and they groupies. love it, and they, they steal the show. There's, you know. I, I've thought of in my studio. Oh, there's Vicky. Vicky, kitty, kitty, kitty. In my studio where I do, um, you know, the shows, which is another part of my house. It's not something fancy. It's like, this is what we do these days. We have the home set up, but um, I, I actually put a bookshelf behind me so that the cats would have a location that they would stop <laughs> like jumping up on my laptop and stuff. And so now they have like a place to be on display and I have a YouTube channel and um, with this new record, I'm going to really kick off doing lots of shows and stuff. Can I tell you guys about this thing? I'm doing this TV network that I'm creating. Absolutely. We'd love to hear about it. We want to hear everything. <laughs> okay. So I'm doing this thing. Here's how it all started. I used to do Instagram and Facebook. I've been doing that forever. I love it. And my Instagram, which was at Sarah J. Nelson, I built that up to almost 11,000 followers. And it was really exciting. Every post had like tons of um, comments, hundreds of comments. And it was just thrilling, you know, to connect with so many fans. And then November 3rd, Instagram disabled me. Yeah. No. And they said I was pretending to be someone else, which there were tons of impersonators that would pretend to be me. Yeah. Cause I didn't have the blue check mark. And so like they would like pretend to be me and they would message my fans and it was so weird. And so anyway, they disabled me and I've still not been able to get it back. Oh. And so it, it was a, it was a blow to my business that I've created, you know, and because I felt so, I realized like, my gosh, you know, I'm so vulnerable because I'm depending on these companies and so I've been thinking about it and I was going to start a Patreon. I started working on Patreon and I was like, you know what? But then I'm, then I'm working with Patreon and I, I'm just going to build my own TV network. Like I, I can do that. And so I am right now and it's got different channels and you subscribe and you can subscribe at different levels as little as $1 a month. And then you hear my newest songs as soon as I write them. So when I'm like no makeup in my bed, like, oh my gosh, I just wrote this song that I'm going to share songs. So, and then there's like all these different channels with really fun stuff. I've had so much fun creating it and I'm, I'm going to hopefully, I want to launch it by March 1st. And, um, so everybody at sarahjnelson.com, my email people will know, but what I'm excited about is I used to spend sometimes an hour in the morning putting together a post on for my Instagram. And I would like, I don't just post a picture. Like I would share my philosophies or my thoughts. And it was almost like a blog for me. Mm -hmm. And I put a lot of heart into it. And people, I think that's why it was so, you know, well-received because it was like, you know, I was really going and mm -hmm. going the extra mile and very giving. And I can't access any of that. It's all gone now, you know, like they took it away and so I just don't want to ever again give all my artistic content, my philosophies, my poetry, my art to another company exclusively. Now, I'll still be on social media. I'm no fool. And I enjoy social media, but I'm going to have my own network. And it's 
called sjn.tv. So it's going to be fun. And, um, but it's a lot of work. It Mm -hmm. is once again, it's like, that's like a song. You have the inspiration and the excitement of the kernel of the idea and then you got to do the hard work to actually. <laughs> the hard work comes afterwards, yeah. Yeah, but it's going to be fun. And then I'll like be able to offer other products. Like I write original songs with um, fans or, you know, anybody. They can pay me and okay. I'll write an original song. Um, and that'll be on there uh, where you can just purchase that. And, you know, for just a few hundred dollars, like I work directly and, um, like the more elaborate ones is, are more expensive. Like I wrote one for a famous golfer, um, P, a PGA golfer who won the masters. He had me write one for his wife for, um, for her birthday and, oh, wow. you know, with a full production and he, he brought me down to sing it at her birthday party. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, songs connect people and, yeah. um, yeah. they tell our stories in such a beautiful way that is like a legacy that lasts for generations. And so it was just, you know, I really enjoy doing that. So, you know, that's my goal is to just um, run a TV network when I grow up. That's what I want to do. <laughs> when I grow up, I love that. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's amazing. That's such a great idea. Look at that. Perfect. You can do anything when you put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. That is so true. I love that. <laughs> okay, cool. Should we do quick fire questions? I'm scared, but yes. <laughs> They're all fun, I tell you. You're going to... Okay, good. Coming from the woman who's just set up her own TV network and is just... Oh! Oh, how to do yeah. something. <laughs> I love that. We'll come to you on my right to start like a radio network. We'll be like, okay, we need some help. We need you. We need come you. on, I'll show you how to do it. Hey, once I figure out how to do this, I'm going to do a course to teach people how to do this because we need the crazy women of country TV. Go buy it right now. And then you get your network. And actually I'm going to be doing interviews called, um, women in country.com. I bought that. I wanted to create a podcast just to interview like all these friends of mine who are just great songwriters. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just want to, have them share their stories and so i'm going to put that that's one of the channels on the network wonderful yes so i can share you guys i can talk about you guys on the network we could be on tv we'll make sure to mention yours more often yeah okay good (laughs) um okay so quick fire questions okay early bird or night owl oh early bird like (laughs) to a fault like i'm such an early bird (laughs) 3 a.m or I try to go back to sleep if, if it's before 4 a.m., but I mean, 4.30, 5.30 is pretty common for me. My brain is like raring to go the minute I wake up. Like, I, that's my best moment in the day. It's all downhill after like 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to get up. And, and then sometimes I do take a nap. I took a 30-minute nap today. That's good. <laughs> Beach or countryside? Oh, well, I mean, I haven't been to the beach in like three years, so I think I'll go to the beach. I have not been to the beach in way too long, but I don't really like sand. I I just like the view. Yeah, 
And the sound of the ocean. And the sound, but yeah. sand. Mm. Sand is awful. <laughs> awful. <laughs> Favourite season? Fall. Perfect. Biggest fear? Elevators. Really? What, is that because they're small or you just don't have the feeling of going up and down? I, I know it's the, I get claustrophobic. I got stuck in an elevator in New York city once years ago when I was an actor. And after that, it was, it's unfortunate. I need to move past it. And I do better. I mean, I don't like, if you tell me the, Oh, you got to go do an elevator. I'm not going to not go where I need to go, but I'll yeah. think about it and I'll kind of shake a little bit. Okay. okay. Um, favorite holiday. I mean, I would say Christmas because there's a lot that goes on. I mean, I love just being with family. And when you have the kids, like Christmas is so magical. It's amazing. But I do love my birthday and that's not really a holiday. I don't know, but I like my birthday because. It's a special day. So you can always have that as a holiday though. (laughs) I like to celebrate that I'm still alive. I am very grateful for birthdays and I love birth. I love birthdays. I think they're something we should be really happy about, not sad about. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, Favorite drink? Water. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) What's the experience? I'll drink alcohol or coffee. I don't drink any caffeine or soda. I only drink water. And the only other thing I drink, I drink LaCroix. Because it's water, but it has like a little flavor. So this is me being like wild and crazy. <laughs> Flavored water. <laughs> it's a party. <laughs> and sometimes I drink hot water. Okay. <laughs> no tea, though. Just the hot water. Just top water, no tea, no nothing, no. I don't always, I sometimes will put a peppermint tea in there, but it's usually just hot water. I know I'm weird. I'm really strange for those Different. for that. It's quirky. There you go. It's quirky. Yes. How about that one? <laughs> Are you left or right-handed? Right. Favorite animal? Cats and monkeys. And monkeys. It's <laughs> different, isn't it? Cats to monkeys. I don't know. They're they're both so cute. <laughs> they are. I love them. Favorite color. Well, I guess a blue. I love blue. I love the sky and the ocean. So, you know, I love that co- the color of that. That blue. If you could talk to anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? And what would you want to talk about? You know, I think, oh, that's so tough. But the person that came to mind was Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, like... I feel like that the spirit of what he stood for and what he preached, it was so world changing. And, you know, I just, um, I don't know. That's, that's just the person I admire the most, I think. That's a great choice. Tell us one of your hobbies. Besides writing songs, which you can tell (laughs) I do enjoy. Um, what are my hobbies? Uh, well, I like to make jewelry. I used to have a jewelry company called Life is Rosie, and I I like to make jewelry. I don't make it for a living much. I have a few pieces in my shop, like I make these little guitar picks that are sterling silver, and I stamp words on them and stuff, but do I have anything on? No. 
but <laughs> like I love to um, just sit down at my table and get my sterling silver and play. And sometimes I do like beaded things, but mostly it's metals, metal smithing, I guess. That's my hobby. So this next question I'm going to tell you, I've been waiting to ask this all day. If you were a musical, what musical would you be? <gasps> oh my gosh. Wow. That is a really tough one. If I was a musical, what would it be? Do you remember that movie, Thoroughly, Mo I mean, that musical, Thoroughly Modern Millie? Oh, I love that film, yes. Everything today is thoroughly modern. It is, film. I love, I think that is the musical I would be because that character, like she just has a zest for life and she, she has this spirit that just carries her through her huge, dreams and I, I don't yeah I guess that one that's the one that came to mind I love that. thoroughly modern Millie have you seen that one I've seen the film I haven't seen the um the uh the show the show yeah well when I was doing swing which was I did the lead in swing and then I did the on Broadway and I did it on mm -hmm. the first national tour and when I was on the first national tour um that that was doing its first trial outs in La Jolla and my musical director from Swing his wife Jenny Tesori was a musical director of um, and writer I guess did she write that of uh, Thoroughly Modern Millie and um, the girl who was the understudy for that role this is just a fun fact but it's a fascinating story she went on during previews and the director saw her and they said and that was Sutton Foster and they said, that's, that's our character. And she took over that role mm -hmm. and um, she became a huge star. Um, and it was just a fascinating thing to kind of watch a little bit behind the scenes since I knew people involved in it. So mm -hmm. I do miss my musical theater days. It is a big part of me. And I've got like a couple things on my YouTube channel that are, that, that are me singing musical theater. Um, my favorite musical is Blame Is Rob hands down I haven't seen but it. I don't want to say if I was a musical that's what I would be drama one isn't it <laughs> I do love dark stuff like maybe that is it <laughs> <laughs> oh if you were a mythical creature what creature would you be um well I maybe a unicorn I'm kind of unique um but I guess if there were a lot if unicorns were a thing it wouldn't be as unique, <laughs> but um, yeah, unicorn. Unicorn, that's cool. Um, what if you were a Disney character? What character would you be? <gasps> oh my gosh! Oh, Vicky's making an appearance for those of you watching on television. Um, okay, Disney character. Maybe um, the one that I connect, Vicky's stealing the show, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, has a half of a, I'm sorry. she has a half of a mustache, can you see? Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess I would say maybe Ariel. Um, just the reason I always connected with her is I was raised in, like, I was born in Arkansas, lived in tiny little southern Arkansas towns, and then I was raised in Louisiana in Monroe, which is a little bit bigger town. But I always had this 
longing, like, like that song, part of your world. Like I always, that sense, I mean, she's longing for a man, a man, basically. <laughs> but um, for me, it was just this longing that there was something more. Yeah. Um, and I want And so when I was 17, I went to New York city by myself to be an actor and right out of high school. And um, I just always had that sense that I, I wanted to, I just wanted to experience all that life had to offer. And I still feel that way. And I still have big, crazy dreams. And, you know, I, I'm not afraid to give things a shot because you just never know. I want to someday play on the Grand Ole Opry. And I know that like after 40 years old that you're supposed to like just get like retired if you're female, like it's, but I feel like I'm just getting started. And, you know, some could say like, well, in country music, like it's really hard. They don't give women a shot and it's just really unlikely. But, you know, the stories I'm telling about like, women's challenges, the things that matter to women. That's what the original women of country were all so good at being strong uh, and vocal for women. And I think I'm following in the footsteps of the the women who paved the way in in country music, the Patsy Cline, the Kitty Wells. And why not? You know, why can't I get, be on the Grand Ole Opry? Like, I know that I have something to say. And I know that there's an audience in country music that actually wants to hear from somebody my age who's going through my experiences. So, you know, I don't put down anybody doing pop country or somebody who's 20 years old singing about, you know, going out Saturday night. But there's a lot of country fans who want to hear I'm not broken and they want to feel hear something that's going to hit them in the gut. And so I just have a dream like Ariel from the little mermaid. (laughs) I have a dream city of the, of the, of the country and Americana and that realm that that is what, what brings in your audience. It really does. That just genuinely. Yeah. Why not? You know, and maybe country radio, I don't know, maybe they'll, give me a shot. But even if they don't, I know there are fans out there who do want to hear my stories. And, um, and so I'm just going to keep doing it and trying to push it as far as I possibly can. And I'm still going to make plans to someday be on the Grand Ole Opry. That's my dream. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You made it on the Grand Ole Opry. Seriously. So um, what's your favorite snack? Potato chips. My dad had a potato chip company when I was a baby and I was the baby on the ads and stuff <laughs> in Little Rock, Arkansas, Nelson potato chips. Nelson potato, and I don't know if that like infused that into my, my <laughs> person, but I love potato, like kettle cooked potato chips. Mm. So good. Perfect. Okay. So what's one song that you've been listening to? over and over, doesn't have to be a brand new song, that you would give us a recommendation to listen to? Hmm. One that I've been, oh, well, I'll tell you what it is. Um, my, is on a personal note, my grandmother, Nanny Nelson, Clara Nelson, she passed away uh, Sunday morning, so just a few days ago, and there was a song that last time I visited her, I, I sang and played the guitar, and I sang uh, Tanya Tucker's Bring My Flowers Now. Do you guys know that one? Yes. Yes. 
Beautiful. Gorgeous song. Brandy Carlisle, who was one of my all-time favorites, produced it and played piano on it. And um, I played that for Nanny and she didn't know it, obviously. It's a newer song and she just loved it. And I said, you know, Nanny, I know you, you're older and that, you know, you won't be around forever. And that's why I'm here and I'm sitting here playing music with you and singing with you. And she was a great singer, Nanny Nelson was. And, um, you know, I said that I'm, that's my flowers is like to come and sit and play music with you. And so bring my flowers. Now I've probably listened to that this week, 10, 20 times. Um, I just, it's, it's such a beautiful song about truly, um, telling people how you feel and taking the time and, um, and energy to like engage in the people that you care about and don't wait until, you know, the idea of going to a funeral or, um, you know, I can't go to the funeral because of COVID risk and, um, it's down in Louisiana and I just, uh, but I know I brought my flowers while she was living. So that song has really resonated with me this week. So you need to go listen to it again. (laughs) And it's such a simple production. Like it's just, it's startlingly raw and Mm -hmm. simple and clean and just like, it just, uh, it's everything I love about music is a song like that. Perfect. And I bawled the first time I heard it. (laughs) So you knew it was a good song. I love that. That's good. So one last question. Okay. Now this is the one to be scared of. Oh no. (laughs) Who is your favorite CWC host? (laughs) That is not a question that I can. (laughs) That is like the silliest question ever. I mean, I love a British accent. But I also love a cat named Tigger that makes an appearance. Oh, You're oh are you looking Tigger. for a cat? <laughs> I've, I've already got a dog. My, my, my dog's just out closer. But you do know I'm a cat person. I like dogs very much, but I'm kind of obsessed with cats. So, so what's the Tigger? Tigger. Another vote for Tigger. How does, it, how does Tigger do it? Tigger's got more votes than anybody. I don't know. Does she this happen a camera. lot on your show? Yeah. Do people pick Tigger the comes cat along. They, they go for Everybody the votes for Tigger or the dog or whoever appears, but not the humans. We never get votes. Yeah. I think we've had two people actually pick humans. I'm, I'm, and it was just one of those where we were just like, oh, that's so funny. They actually picked one of us. That's great. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We've had a vote each and that's it. Everybody else has picked Tigger or a dog. <laughs> these people we should all be politicians we're so good at being <laughs> politically correct right <laughs> you guys are so fun i could just hang out and chat with you forever because you guys are just i mean i'm just grateful i just want to say thank you for what you're doing it means so much that you're taking your energy and your time and you're putting it into sharing women who are doing country music because like we were talking about like women don't always get that chance to be heard in society you know women have been muzzled and silenced for centuries and we have something to say 
we have a point of view and we're pretty much running everything anyway. Like we, you know, we're like making sure the human race survives. Like we were pretty much put in charge of everything by God. And then we have to pretend like we're not, you know, like stepping on anybody's toes. And, you know, it's, it's just amazing to have like people like you guys that take your passion, like you're going to create something and you're going to do something that is going to lift up other women, like women lifting up other women. Like if we had more of that just in society, like we would, we would break all the glass ceilings there are. Like if women truly got behind other women. So thank you for, you know, and for liking my music. It means a lot to me. I appreciate it. No worries. We're having fun doing this. Yes. Yeah, I can tell. (laughs) It's great to have a platform for women to come along, talk about themselves and, you know, just enjoy it and have fun. So, yeah, we're doing it. Thank you so much for being here today. Yes. Yes, thank, thank you, you so for having for me. Us. It's been good. So yes, it was so fun. The best chat ever, and we've had the cats. What more yes, we else? had cats all over. It was great. Yeah, both my cats. <laughs> I need to get a cat. A <laughs> pretend <laughs> <laughs> cat at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like and stuff, so we can get you one of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you could change your your name to Crazy Cat Women Country, oh, and yeah, you're like. Yeah. There you go. We can do that as well. That's an idea. <laughs> Crazy cat lady country. Yeah. We can do that for Friday the 13th, even. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a blast. It's been great. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.